Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. We are back, baby, with the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here of Berman Golf, and today's episode is going to be short and sweet because this is going to be something that I want you to implement. I want you to practice it. I want you to actually try it. So this is not going to be philosophical or storytelling as much as I'm going to ask you to do something and I want you to go do it. Let's see if we can learn something. Let's see if we can avoid the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. One of the most important things that we can do is learn from our failures and from our successes. And the thing that people don't understand is how much you could learn if you just hold your your pose, hold, hold your finish. So, so many times when we're out on the driving range as amateur golfers and we're high handicappers, or even if we're not too high, if we're mid handicappers, we get out on the driving range and we'll start banging balls and we'll shank one and we'll see how fast can we possibly set up another ball and hit another one. And then we shank that one. And then we say, all right, get another ball up there. Let's try to hit another one as fast as possible. And we chunk that one. And then we do it again and we try to hook the next one. And that's when you know that we, we've hit five balls in less than 60 seconds. We're huffing and puffing and we're going, what the heck is going on? This is one of the worst things we could possibly do as amateur golfers. There's a reason why we are high handicappers. There's a reason why you're losing distance. There's a reason why your consistency is shit. It's because we're not taking time to learn from our successes and our failures. One of the easiest things you could possibly do to progress your game Fast as fast as possible is just hold your pose and remember what did that feel like? What did I just feel that led to the result that I'm looking at right now? The result being the ball flight. So think about it like dreams. When you're in the middle of a dream, it's vivid, it's extremely explicit. You're living it, it feels like real life, it feels like reality. And then you wake up, and if you don't immediately think about the dream that you were just having, it's gone in an instant. You literally cannot remember it. Five minutes later, you're like, what? I I know I was having a really good dream. I have no idea what it was, though. But if you wake up, and the first thing you do is you try to recollect what you were just dreaming about, you have a significantly higher chance of remembering that dream. So the difference between unconsciousness, consciousness, uh, the dreaming state, this could get deep. We don't need to go down that. But everybody should be able to resonate with that. That should resonate with everybody. When you're dreaming and you wake up, if you don't immediately start thinking about that dream, it's gone. It's like it never happened. You cannot remember it. 
But if as soon as you wake up, you're slowly waking up, you're laying in bed and you're thinking about that dream, you can almost put the whole thing together. The same thing is true for your golf swing. When you hit a ball, hold your pose, hold your finished position, just hold it there and think for two or three or four or five or heck, even 10 seconds. Think, what am I feeling right now? Is my weight completely transferred onto the left side or am I like 90% of amateur golfers over 60 and my weight is still on my right side? Did I finish completely as my belt buckle to the target or am I like 90% of amateur golfers and my belt buckle barely made it to first base, maybe right center field at best? So there's your baseball field analogy. That should make sense to you. We want to finish with our belt buckle to center field, not right field, not first base, not right center. We want that belt buckle all the way to center field, finish at the target. Think about what you're feeling. Don't just line up another ball real quick and hit it and see if you can get a better result from the last crappy shot you just made. And what you can learn from it is amazing, meaning that once you figure out that you cannot hold your pose, you can't hold your finish, you should realize, oh crap, I have a serious stability issue. Stability can come from a balance limitation or it can come from a mobility limitation, meaning you don't have enough range of motion in your left hip to physically get your belt buckle over facing the uh, target, facing center field, if you want to use a baseball analogy. So if you can't hold your finish, that should be That should be screaming at the top of your lungs going, oh crap, we've got a major issue. I've got slim to zero chance at improving my golf game if I can't even hold my finish. The reason why you can't hold your finish is because you have bad balance. Everybody understands that balance is one of the most important things in the golf swing. So you can't hold your finish because you got bad balance. Why do you have bad balance? Because you don't have enough strength in your left leg, your left core, your left side, really. Or you don't have enough mobility in your left hip and you can't physically get there or a combination of the two. Whatever it is, that's the reason why you cannot balance on your left side when you finish your swing. It's so important to learn from these things because if you don't learn from it, How in the heck can you change it? You're going to get lost on YouTube searching hours and hours of false golf profits on there telling you if you're topping the ball, do this. If you're chunking the ball, do this. Increase distance in five swings or less. Holy cow. Lately, I can't tell you how many people I've seen promising to fix your hook, fix your slice in 15 swings or less. It's like, what? That's amazing. Why isn't everybody doing this? Oh, yeah, because it's a technique. It's not reproducible 
amongst everybody. It's not 100% reproducible like the Berman method. Literally 100% of the people that have gone through my one-on-one program, my 24-session one-on-one program, have improved objectively with either distance, gaining distance, improving consistency, or the ability to play more frequently, or a combination of two or three of those. And the reason why is because it's not a technique. It's a method. It's backed by the laws of physics. So again, we've got to avoid the insanity. We've got to quit doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. You have to start learning from your successes and your failures. When you're on the driving range and you stripe one and you got perfect contact and it's going exactly where you wanted it to go, hold your pose and think about it for two or three or four or five seconds. What did I just feel? Were my arms more relaxed? Was my grip more relaxed that time? Was I really focusing on loading the back leg? Was I really focusing on getting the belt buckle to the target? What was it that I was focusing on with that last swing that led to the positive result that I just got? Should be easier for you to focus on those good shots because you're not in such a quick hurry to line up the next shot. You're usually going, wow, man, that felt really good. That felt really easy. Man, I can play this game. So that's another reason why you should hold your pose after the good shots. Learn from your successes, not just your failures. Immediately actionable tip. Here you go. You're on the driving range. You shank one. Then you shank another one. Then just for fun, you think you're going to correct it, and you shank a third one in a row. This is all within 45 seconds. You hit three balls within 45 seconds. Hold your pose on that last one. Force yourself to hold it for five whole seconds. Literally count out loud. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. Were you able to hold it? If you weren't able to hold it, that should be screaming at you. Get off the driving range. Go home and work on your balance. You should not be whacking balls if you can't even balance on your left leg. The return on investment will be exponentially greater if you just leave the driving range and go home and work on your balance. I'm telling you, you have to work on these basic fundamentals. You have to do the boring things to get the success. One of my business coaches said it years ago, and when he said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And what he said was, he goes, getting rich is boring. And we're we're all going, what the F are you talking about? Getting rich is boring. He goes, getting rich is boring. You just have to do what everybody else doesn't want to do. You have to write the blog. But not only do you have to write the blog, you have to write it over and over and over again. And you have to keep doing it consistently every single week, every single month, and you can't give up. If you're going to start a podcast, you have to record a podcast every single week. You can't just record five or 10 of them and then get bored of it and then try to do something else. You have to keep doing it over and over again. If you're going to write a book, you can't just write one book. You got to write another book because your audience is going to want another book. 
If you're going to record YouTube videos, you can't just record five or 10 or 15 of them. You have to do it consistently over and over and over again. It's really boring. It gets to a point to where the excitement wears off. I remember every new media strategy I've ever started, including this podcast, is super exciting for the first handful of episodes. Super exciting. But now it's boring as hell. I mean, it's really, really boring. I have to force myself to do this thing because I don't, I don't enjoy or No, I shouldn't say I don't enjoy it. It's just not exciting anymore. But it's so important. It's so important that I force myself to do it because what it's doing is it's forcing me to prepare. I have to prepare for these episodes. And in, in the process of preparing for these episodes, I'm getting better. So in order to make myself better, in order to make you guys better, make this a a decent return on investment for your time, you're giving me your ears. I mean, you're not going to get this time back. So the fact that you invested your time listening to me, I'm not going to take advantage of that. So I need to prepare for it. I have to prepare at least an hour for every 20-minute episode because I don't want it to suck. I want you guys to leave these episodes and think, man, I really got something out of it. The same thing is true for your golf game. Why would you invest an hour of your life to go out to the driving range and just whack balls if you can't even balance on your left leg? I mean, it's crazy talk. Absolutely crazy talk. I would much rather you spend 20 minutes of your life in the comfort of your own home and AC focusing on balancing on your left leg. Because focusing on balancing and improving the balance on your left leg is going to have exponential positive results for your golf swing when you go out to the driving range. It's really simple. If you cannot balance on your left leg in the finished position, then you've got to fix that. One of the easiest things that you can do is get into a door frame. So asses against one side of or where the hinges are on the door frame and your head is facing where the doorknob would shut into the door frame put your right hand on the door frame get into your address position go into your backswing still keeping your right hand on the door frame and then finish the golf swing so you're just turning your body to the left keep your right hand on the door frame and that's going to give you balance and then force yourself to get your belt buckle all the way to the target and stand tall. Get as tall as you possibly can on that left leg, not with a bent left knee. Straighten that left knee and turn that belt buckle all the way to the target and then get it turned so far that you can literally tap the toes on your right foot. Like pick your toes up and down, tapping your right toes on the ground. There shouldn't be any weight at all on your right side in the finished position. Zero weight. And if you can't get into that position with your right hand, you shouldn't be out on the driving range whacking balls. So come back full circle. Let me digress a little bit. That's how you start working on it. Just do it 50 or 100 times a day, not all at once. Just break it up. Do five here, 10 there, and really focus on getting onto your left side while using your right hand for balance. Then eventually you're going to get to the point to where you can take your right hand off of the door frame and still hold the position without leaning back onto your right foot. 
you must master this before you can expect any significant lasting results out on the driving range. It's that simple. It's boring as hell. But man, will it get you good results. It is so boring standing in in the middle of a door frame and going into your backswing and finishing the golf swing over and over again without a golf club in your hand, without a golf ball on the ground, without the results of seeing where the ball is going to fight. It's so boring. But man, are you going to get a return on investment from it. I've done this with so many of my clients that really struggle with this. And I tell them, if you don't do... 100 of these a day, and between now and our next session, I'm firing you. I'm not going to keep you on as a client anymore because you've got to master this. This has to get better or we're doing the definition of insanity. We're trying to work on these other things, but this is the lowest hanging fruit. You can't finish the golf swing. If you can't finish the golf swing, how the, nothing matters. It's irrelevant. You might as well just go out there and whack at it. Just be an arm swinger for the rest of your life and be happy with getting 120 yards off of the tee. Be happy with getting 50 yards with a seven iron. Just be happy with that. But if you don't want to be happy with that, and you probably don't, or you wouldn't be listening to me ranting for the past 15 minutes, then do something about it. Fix it. Avoid the definition of insanity. Do the boring things that will give you the best return on investment. Once you can hold that finished position in the doorframe and you're advancing, guess what? Now get out of the doorframe and do it. Once you can do it there without the doorframe for stability, now put a golf club in your hand. Don't put a golf ball on the ground. Just put a golf club in your hand. Go real slow into the backswing. And then slowly finish the swing. Get to your finished position with the golf club in your hand now. Can you get your belt buckle to the target? Is 99% of your weight on the left leg with a straight left knee, with your belt buckle pointing to the target, with your right heel off of the ground so that your right foot can come around to, toes just barely touching the ground, right foot, toes just barely touching the ground. That's how you progress it. This is the boring stuff that will give you exponential returns on your golf game. So remember, if you're over the age of 60 and you're really struggling with losing distance, crappy consistency, you hit one great shot with your iron, then the next one, you fade it, the next one, you pull it, you chunk it, you top it. Or if you just can't get through a round because your body gives up on you. Chances are it's because you're not using the right muscles. If you can't finish the golf swing, you're going to overswing with your arms. You're going to overswing with your back. And that's going to wear you out. That's not reproducible. So there goes the consistency and it's not the power muscle. So there goes your distance. It's really that simple. I have a ton of these simple things in my online program, the Online Tee Shot Transformation Program. If you've not gotten that program yet, you just got to get it. Man, the program is boring as hell, but geez, does it give you some good results. Really good results because it's the basic fundamentals. Nobody wants to work on the basic fundamentals. They just want to put a 
freaking club in their hand and do this the speed swing trainer thing. Let's put some weights on the club and swing this club as fast as we can to see if we can get our swing speed up, then go out and whack some balls. It's not, you know, that's fun, but it doesn't give you lasting results. Let's focus on the fundamentals. Let's avoid the insanity. Let's do the boring stuff that actually gives you a positive return. Hold your finished position. Think about it. Learn from it. It's just like a dream. If you don't hold that finished position and really think about it, then you didn't learn anything from it. And all you see is the result. The result is irrelevant. It's the process that you want to focus on. You want to focus on the process and the results will take care of themselves. Just because you're focusing on the process and you chunk five or ten of them in a row doesn't mean the process is wrong. It just means that you need to continue to evolve the process and eventually you're going to start flushing it and compressing the ball. So don't focus on the results, focus on the process. Make sure you sign up and take the online tee shot transformation program. It is a no-brainer. Jesus is a no-brainer. It's six modules sent directly to your email. Do it on your own time. I hold your hand, walk you right through it, and you're going to get positive results. Make sure you have my book, The Berman Method of Golf Performance. It's another version of just holding your hand and walking you through it, giving you the, the reasons why I came up with what I've came, come up with and how we get the results that we're getting and gives you some really useful tips. And make sure you check out the YouTube videos. I'm trying to come up with as many useful YouTube videos as I possibly can to make it as simple as possible. It doesn't have to be complicated. Get your body moving better and the results will show. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share this podcast with somebody that you know that goes out there and just bangs balls for two or three hours a day, sweating bullets, thinking that they're going to get better and they still suck. Make sure you share this podcast with them because <laughs> this should piss them off. Quit doing it. Go inside. Enjoy the AC and work on the basic fundamentals. So that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys got something really valuable out of this. Make sure you comment. Let me know what you're thinking. If you got any questions you want me to address specifically, just email me distance at bermangolf.com and I will address quick questions on the podcast. And I appreciate you guys. Until next time, keep on keeping on, baby. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to bermangolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, bermangolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.